0: Gentlemen, this is uh, something exciting. Uh, our next guest made his uh, stand-up debut. I did not remember that. This man began his television stand-up debut with us 25 years ago. Didn't know this that. Week. I didn't know that. Very talented actor. Nobody funnier. Ladies and gentlemen, Norm McDonald.
1: Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. We are here, me and Aaron Alvarado, with heaviness in our hearts. Aaron, why yes, are we sir. potting tonight? Yes,
2: sir. Heartbreaking stuff, man. One of the the legends, um, absolute legends. Like, no irony here. Like, one of my favorite people in all of Hollywood. All, I mean, I've been a fan of the guy for literally 30 years. Um, Norm MacDonald is gone. We lost him. The world lost him. Um, again, apparently, he had a long battle with cancer. Never told anybody about it. There was yeah. never any news about it. Uh, very private man. And uh, yeah, we found out that uh, he passed away this week. Um, it's, it's super sad, man. I don't usually get uh, affected by celebrity deaths, but Norm is different. Norm is, uh, he was one of a kind. Like, truly the funniest, maybe the funniest human being that's ever lived. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how, I mean, he is someone that could just slay you with a single sentence and not, not even like, not even smile. Like he was just so effortless in how funny he was. And, um, but I mean, universally recognized as just a comedic genius. Like, um, if there is, ever was one, it was him for sure. I mean, there's, uh, um. It's just like, what can you say about the guy other yeah. than he was hilarious <laughs> well, in, until the very end? Like, just very super funny.
1: Truly funny, funny guy. Funny to the know. end. I uh,
2: And really made an impact. He made such a huge impact in, in people's lives that, um, of course, the people that he knew and he was yeah. friends with. But how about the people that didn't know him that were just fans of his? Like you and I. Um, that's right. That's right. We, I mean... What do we know of Norm other than what we saw on TV and the movies? Well, he did send uh, me a
1: personalized video message for my birthday two years ago, but besides that, I had no contact with Norm in real life. You
2: should cherish that. No Cherish kidding. that video no, for, I Absolutely. forever. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's it, so special. It
1: really is. Yeah. It's very special. I, I mean, it's like, it's, I am so lucky to have it. Really, really lucky.
2: Yeah. But yeah, he was just a really, um, incredibly funny guy. By all accounts, just, uh genuine heartfelt um who, someone who actually cared when he took the time to reach out to his pe- the people that uh, were in in his universe um he actually meant it when he said something um but yeah i mean just just knowing him from his performances from his yeah. his work i mean how can you not appreciate the guy he's he was just incredibly talented incredibly funny uh he was just someone that you you went out of your way to experience what he was doing, because it was worth your time. Um, just always entertaining. That's normal, man.
1: It's man. This news hit me tough. I, it really did. I I was Absolutely. in the middle of the work day. I uh, I think it was right around lunchtime, and I opened uh, Twitter on my phone, and I see this mm-hmm. deadline. It just minutes. It just a few minutes. They had posted the news and I had a double take and I looked at I looked at the tweet and I like I I couldn't believe what I was reading and then I just let out a big exhale and I was like it just started it took a while to set in as I was just staring at it like oh Norm Macdonald died he was battling cancer for nine years no one knew and he died now all these clips are uh, being unearthed now about him talking about this very thing in terms of like people who celebrities who talk about their their medical issues like cancer <laughs> he was always like i don't get I, I don't get i'm not gonna do a normal impression but he talks about how it's just like well you're making it it's like you're an entertainer like you're making it uh, people are gonna treat you different and you're making it about you you know like people you're there to lighten people up not you know not burden them with your problems he's like but he's like if you tell people you have cancer they're gonna treat you different and uh because i I never understood going public with that stuff so it's like oh yeah he's on the record literally talking about this In, in his autobiography which is called based on a true story which i read he um he has several references now in retrospect you realize uh oh he's he's referring to the fact that he is he has cancer without saying he has cancer it's actually kind of eerie uh, how much he was actually um, alluding to it without saying mm-hmm. it. And uh, and then it happened and it, and it shocked the world. But one thing I can say confidently, reading all of these messages from people, tweets, articles, how universally beloved he was. Uh, people, would, You could call him a controversial co- uh, uh, comedian only because he was willing. He would joke about anything um, for the right. most part. But no one hated this guy. Everybody loved him, really. I, I mean like every comic every uh, is this the same everyone's saying the same things this guy was absolutely one of the funniest if not the funniest human being to ever live just like there's so many quotes from people Uh, Letterman who has now said something since uh, he has passed but also there's this incredible quote from him uh, before this was like a few years ago um, that he had talked about this is the exact quote I'll tell you uh, quote He is funny in a way that some people inhale and exhale. With others, you can tell the comedy, the humor is considered. But with Norm, he exudes it. It's it's sort of a furnace in him because he's so effortless. The combination of the delivery and his appearance and his intelligence. There may be people as funny as Norm, but I don't know anybody who is funnier. Now That was Dave Lederman talking about him while he was alive a few years ago.
2: Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about me. I thought you were oh, saying all those things. Oh, uh, yeah. No, saying. no, no. Wow. Oh, we're still talking about Norm. Oh, okay. Well, wow.
1: I know you said, so, look, I know that you have me in your will to give the eulogy at your funeral. And I'm going to use, I'm just going to pull from Letterman word for word. I'm just going to, I'm literally, I'm going to swap it out. No, this is actually what Letterman. As a wise man
2: once said. Uh,
1: this is, I, Letterman actually tweeted this or an assistant of his tweeted this um, from his account yesterday. Uh Quote, in every important way in the world of stand-up, Norm was the best. An opinion shared by me and all my peers. He was always up to something, never certain, until his matter-of-fact delivery just leveled you. I was delighted by his bizarre mind and earnest gaze. I'm trying to avoid using the phrase twinkle in his eyes, but he was a lifetime Cy Young winner in comedy. He's gone, but impossible to forget. Now, Norm wouldn't, would not want everyone getting all schmaltzy and sentimental here. He would want people to laugh. That's all he ever really cared about. But I, we have so many clips to play here. This is going to be a lot of clips in this, and I want it to be more Norm than us because yeah. this is about Norm, and I want the humor to speak for itself. But, and we'll play them throughout this conversation. But I do want to kick it off a little bit with just kind of for you, I, I do you remember the first time you encountered Norm in any way and what, what initially kind of adhered you to him and, and his brand of humor?
2: I mean, if I think back, the, the, the probably the first time that I remember seeing him on TV was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, and I do remember seeing him on Saturday Night Live, even though I wasn't like a huge fan uh, of the show ever. I do remember seeing him on the show, seeing, seeing him on Weekend Update. Um, I vividly remember his Clinton jokes, his OJ jokes. Um, but I wasn't really, I didn't, wasn't aware of Norm until probably I saw the movie Billy Madison. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> His little role as, uh, as one of Billy's friends. Um, I mean, it's just classic. It's, it's such a perfect little role for him. Um, and I think that's really like that role in itself is kind of like a microcosm for who Norm was as a performer, Mm -hmm. kind of understated, never really the star of a huge vehicle or a huge movie. Um, but in the background and hilarious, always funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's really where um, I grew an appreciation for him, seeing on Saturday Night Live, seeing him in the movies, um, and then seeing the movie Dirty Work. Mm-hmm. After I saw that movie, like, after watching Dirty Work, I was forever a Norm fan. Like, that movie, it hit me so hard, um, you yeah, know, yeah. watching with my brother, watching with my friends. We watched that movie literally probably 200 times. Um, we would, it, it's I it saw it in theaters staple.
1: in 98, yeah. Uh,
2: that's awesome yeah Yeah, that was it was a staple in our house we were all huge norm fans um and that movie itself is like it's very much a a norm that's like his movie that's basically the one shot that he had of being a a star and Um, it failed it was a huge for for me
1: box offices appointment terrible reviews and norm mm -hmm. just didn't do movies after that i mean he'd be grown-ups or bit parts here and there but he was never a movie star
2: I, but I think that movie's brilliant. It's I think great. it's hilarious. It's really good. It's yeah. so funny. So funny. Um, yeah, so so that's really where I became a fan of his. And, and ever since that, I've been a lifelong devotee of uh, Norm. I just think he's so... I always thought, like, he's incredibly smart, incredibly funny, and he always went for the joke. He never used his position to, like, get, like, if I could just be serious for a moment, and I'm going to give you this, uh, a lecture on... Uh, morality or whatever sure. it was always i'm i'm going for the joke 100 percent of the time and it always landed i can't think like i've been racking my brain trying to think of a bad norm joke or a bad norm bit i'm sure that he had them nobody's perfect sure. but i can't remember when something of his didn't really land um well so, unless yeah,
1: it was intentionally just... so they're famously exactly. the roast of exactly. bob saget where he went in yes. with anti-comedy yes. before anti-comedy mm-hmm. became like kind of a part of the hipster alt, you know alt scene or whatever yeah uh, when he went in, this is the thing about Norm. People, uh, and I think everyone's been saying, about how how unexpected, he would always do the unexpected thing. Okay, And, and initially, that was touching the topic that no one was supposed to yep. touch, right? Mm-hmm. The unexpected thing is when OJ Simpson's on trial and the nation's divided about his guilt or innocence and the, your boss <laughs> at NBC is best friends with him, and they desperately don't want you talking about OJ... The unexpected thing, of course, is for him to go on and do OJ jokes every single night that he's hosting Weekend mm-hmm. Update, right? And so, Bob Saget
2: and brutal jokes too, <laughs> like really, really. Let's play. Really some. Heavy I, jokes. I have a
1: couple. Just a short yeah. little cl- clip right here that gives you an idea of who he was uh, uh, during the the three years that he he was on SNL for five, I think four or five years total. But three of those years, he was the anchor of of Weekend Update, and so here. Uh, here we have a couple of uh, <laughs> I'm already laughing looking at the thumbnail um, Here we go
0: In his book O.J. Simpson says That he would have taken a bullet Or stood in front of a train for Nicole Man I'm going to tell you That is some bad luck When the one guy who would have died for you Kills you that's kind of a- You don't get worse luck than that According to the National Transportation Safety Board, Sleepy Truckers are responsible for 1,000 deaths a year. In second place, O.J. Simpson had two deaths
1: a year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Unbelievable.
1: So, this is, look, my introduction to him was Billy Madison, I was eight years old. And uh, I I honestly, actually, I'll never forget. It's the first time, it's in the very beginning of the movie. It's. The first thing I laughed at is, uh, you know, the the movie opens, you get the credits, Mm -hmm. you see Billy Madison lying in his pool. And then he realizes that he might be late for something. He has this kind of this moment and he goes, oh, and then then he looks up and he says, what day is it? And he's got his two friends sitting out in lawn chairs by the beach, clearly just lazy, absolutely not productive people. one of them is played by Norm MacDonald, who I don't really know at this point. So this is uh, when that came out in ninety five. And he asks what day it is. Norm Macdonald goes, uh, October.
2: <laughs>
1: and my eight-year-old brain, that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard, ever. The, the idea that someone asks what specific day it is, and you respond with an entire month? Like, because you, you don't know? Like, that, it's just, it was the fun, I couldn't stop laughing. And my older brother took notice to that. Uh, you know, he realized that, like, oh, this guy, he's, Norm Macdonald tickles his funny bone. And so my brother starts building up the legend of Norm. And, and in, in that case, the legend was, this is 95. This is the year of the um, the trial of OJ. So it's right in the peak OJ joke stuff. So he's telling me that um, this is the guy that does Weekend Update on SNL. And I was familiar with SNL. We'd watch it. And, you know, of course, I knew Farley and, uh, and whatnot. And so my brother made it a point to start watching Weekend Update with me just for Norm McDonald because he knew that was someone that I found funny. And so I started watching all of them and the stuff you'd say about the Clintons, the stuff you'd say about OJ Simpson as a kid, of course, I don't understand some of the jokes, but even his delivery and the way he would, his winking look in the camera,
2: Mm -hmm. whether
1: joke landed or didn't his commitment to knowing each bit was funny, whether or not it worked with the crowd was just like, Oh, this guy is like, he's just going to do it. He is going to, he's going to, he's confident in the hilarity of these bits, whether or not anyone laughs. And he, and that's one of the appeals of Norm is he has this winking quality where you can watch him doing a bit, whether he's on a talk show or doing some sort of public appearance or whatever it might be, and he has this way of making it feel like only you and him are in on it and no one else is understanding. And it's a it's a I don't know exactly what that is, but it, but every time you see him, you know that you're going to get something good, and you know that there's going to be unsuspecting people, and that's so much of what he did now. SNL was a big part of his legacy, and then he was able to make Dirty Work, a film that, of course, I went to go see. That came out '98, so three years after I was really introduced to him. My, I go with <laughs> my brother to the theaters to see. I don't even know how that happened in terms of my parents letting us, but, uh, but it was PG-13, and uh, and I was eight. Or, uh, no, Wait, I guess Dirty it,
2: Work was PG-13? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, right. It, it must have been. There's no way that I went to yeah, go see. Yeah, it, it must have been. There's I don't no way that. I saw an R-rated movie in theaters at at uh, 11 or whatever I was. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, now I'm
2: thinking back to it. Yeah, it probably was. I think it's PG-13. It was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is.
1: So I know it's funny to think of it that way because some of the jokes don't feel like it's uh, PG-13. There's no, I have no literally no clips of dirty work for this uh, pod. Uh, <laughs> but I would encourage people to go see it. But what's funny is The Legend of Norm... Uh, it's, like I've mentioned, how I he's I still feel like he's underappreciated, but the legend of him continued to grow, and it wasn't through movies. He, I mean, he had failed sitcoms, sports shows. He had a funny um, YouTube podcast slash video show, and then uh, turned into a Netflix show recently. We actually did a. This is literally our second pod on Norm Macdon. We did mm-hmm. a pod on him years ago when his Netflix series came out, and right. which I loved by the way. The David Spade episode yep. uh, is yep. so Brilliant. freaking funny. Uh, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And that was also when he was getting into hot water um, for some stuff that he had said, some people he had defended. Uh, And uh, Mm -hmm. in the most classic Norm way, Norm was not really built to navigate these times, uh, put it mildly. But the thing with Norm MacDonald, the reason why why his legend grew wasn't because he was in all of these high profile projects. was because he had this reputation for becoming a must-see guest on late night or talk show TV. You knew that if he was on, that the host could not control this wild stallion. That he was coming in, whatever pre-prepared bits they do, it's not what Norm's going to do when the cameras and the lights are on. Mm -hmm. And that meant it was unpredictable. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And it created so many moments. Like to, to the point where you can go down, and I have many YouTube rabbit holes of just Norm on talk shows. And it will make you laugh so hard. Uh, it's just must see. And it's amazing to me that he is able to build his brand on that being like, this guy is so unpredictably funny that you just need to make sure you catch him. If he's making an appearance anywhere, because he's not in movies really. He's not really anywhere else. What are some of the most memorable moments for you? And, uh, if I have any of these queued up, we'll play them. But,
2: uh, yeah, I think like off the top of my head, the top one for me is his appearance on the view. Of course. And, uh, in that one, if you haven't seen it, if, if you haven't seen I mean, you got to watch it, first of all. But basically, he goes on The View, and um, he makes it a point to reference uh, the Clintons are murderers. Yeah. And he says it repeatedly yeah. to the point where Barbara Walters, one of the hosts, um, tells him to shut up. Yeah. You can't say that. That he's crossing them. All the ladies... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't say that. All the ladies are freaking out that he's saying this and he doesn't stop.
1: He's he
2: does not stop. (laughs) Even to the point where they get where um, they go on with the conversation and he brings it up again.
1: (laughs) So you can see um, we're about to play the clip, but it's it's truly hilarious because Star Jones, you can see, is fuming mad. And and. Norm keeps like you say he keeps bringing it up, but not in this like overbearing way where he's like screaming over them or tr- trying to get his t- like he yeah. says this inappropriate thing and they all go whoa Norm you're not supposed to say that and then they all kind of talks amongst each other like oh my gosh yeah we're gonna move on Norm We can't do that and then it starts to settle down he goes no but like but but they were and then he he just does it again in a way that you <laughs> think that it's settled down and he's not gonna do it and then but he waits he's very patient he waits for a moment yes. to be like. But I thought this was like a matter of record that and then they're like, Norm, stop. And then like he'll wait, and then he brings it. and so he you can tell they are they're legitimately angry. Now he, yes. he yeah. went on the view many times. They they knew that he would be unpredictable. And that was part of the appeal of him going on the view. It's like he's gonna mm-hmm. come they, they don't know what he's gonna say and it's gonna be really inappropriate. But this is yeah. the one time where you can tell they're genuinely upset, like really mad. Yeah. Uh it's and it's very funny. So let's let's play that clip.
0: See, I, I don't. I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. are the murderers. Yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy.
3: Yeah, you know we're not
0: allowed. No, no, you're not No, to put out no um, accusations without. That's Pete, a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Let's just
2: let's just go on to the next question.
3: Uh, yeah. This is
2: not my week. What can I
3: tell you? <laughs> oh, it's
0: not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, Norm, we don't need to talk about that. I don't no want to get into that. this and I don't want to hear it and this is not the place to make those accusations and you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on okay, exactly. so get with it. There you go. This is a live show. Why? Wow. But you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not
3: going to ask the next
0: question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut Look, let me do this, okay? okay. I'll tell you what
1: Oh, god. so good. Oh, gosh. it's so good. Wow. Oh, it's wow. so good. Absolutely <laughs> kills me. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well,
2: you know, that's like part of the brilliance of, of his whole delivery, his whole demeanor was it was, I mean, he never sold a joke. He basically just, um, he put it out there. And um, if you got it, you got it. And... I mean, that was it. If anything, he undersold every joke.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. So we have and, and a and bunch of talk show it's... talk show yeah. ones. You want to start running through them?
2: So let's do it. man. I, I, There's I just love so many. There's
1: so many. So the, the one that's been very, really popular in making the rounds, it's one of the iconic clips. Is this uh, appearance on Late Night with Conan? This is in the 90s. And uh, a woman named Courtney Thorne Smith, who's very famous at the time for Melrose Place. She's there to promote her first movie, right? So this is back in the days when TV was so much more inferior to movies that if you became a bright star in TV, it naturally would want to graduate to doing movies. Right. And this is her first foray into that. Now, Norm is the first guest of the evening, does his bits with Conan. And then the marquee guest, Courtney Thorne Smith, comes out and Norm won't stop interrupting her interview with Conan to keep asking essentially why she's making a movie with someone like Carrot Top. Like he can't get over that fact He's like complimentary of her but he's making fun of Mercilessly making fun of Carrot Top uh, And so it, it, it just keeps Going on and on and Conan is trying hard not, He's trying to be respectful to Courtney Thorne Smith But he's, he finds it very funny So he's trying not to laugh But he's clearly He can't, he can't hold it in So it's, it's a long there's a long version of this clip I, I edited it down just to the last couple of bits Where he, uh, <laughs> he You know continues to make fun Of, uh, of Carrot Top so uh, here is uh, that bit.
0: But uh, what's the movie gonna be called? Uh, really? I know what it's gonna be called. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> if it's got Carrot Top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. <laughs>
3: I made it too! Oh She's my. in it. What about my career? Courtney
1: Thorne Smith. Sitting to your left is in the movie. I'm gonna go see it for How <laughs> do <laughs> you scare everybody else away?
0: No, I love this girl. I would see any movie with this girl in. It. She's a beautiful lady and, and a talented, nice talk show guest. Okay.
1: As evidenced by her appearance on our rival show. All right, well, there's this two hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that,
3: you freak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I bet got the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so Conan just loses it. Oh, so good. Uh, here's one where, uh, this is a little bit later on, on the daily show with Jon Stewart. A little context here. This is about a month oh, after a classic. the crocodile hunter tragically passed away. When was that? 2006 or something? I don't, uh, <sighs> yeah, tragic. Was... Yeah. It was jellyfish or stingray or whatever it was. Stingray. Stingray. There it, there it stingray. is. Stingray. Not jellyfish. Um, <laughs> so he brings up the crocodile hunter. It, it it's it's really this clip's even funnier, understanding that it just happened. So oh. no one's making these jokes. Uh, so <laughs> with that, you and your market speak. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the crocodile hunter.
0: Did you? Because I think yeah, yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah, make yeah, him yeah. sad. Because I think you know it was it was tragic yes. at the time, but I think. <laughs> I don't know, people call me, and they're shocked. Oh, hey, you wouldn't believe it. Who got killed? The crocodile hunter. <laughs> don't, please don't make me laugh at this. This they, is, you know, they this were is like, not He was do. 44 years old. I'm like, that's a ripe old age for a crocodile. <laughs> hunter. That's not, uh... And well, you know who had to be pissed about it were the crocodiles. Because uh, he got killed by some fruity fish. And, uh, so you know you know, the crocodiles were like, hey, man, that crocodile hunter got killed. Who did it, Frank? <laughs> uh, uh, you don't even want to know, man. <laughs> please, please don't do this anymore. <laughs> this, this no, Bill, not... man, you had a chance. When the guy go, man, I had a chance. I had that mother... He was. He was. Tommy with a stick. I could have eat him and his f- kid. Uh, I don't feel good about this. You remember I ever tell you that story, Bill? Yeah, only a f- thousand times. <laughs> that's that's for the kids. All right. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> oh. So, so
1: Man. good. Uh, let's see. We've got a cause. Cos- he talked about Bill Cosby um, both before and after, of course, the revolution. Quite a, bit. Bill Cosby, quite so a bit. Quite I've, a bit. I've got. To, he would. He, look, he would talk OJ. He talked Cosby. He talked Michael Jackson. This, yes. this is what he would do. Yes. Now, here's a clip yeah. of him telling a story about Bill Cosby, but this is long before we understood, um, you know, who Bill Cosby is and the terrible things that he's done. And so just understand that. But it's still. It's just a funny story. This is on Letterman. Uh, this is right after he was fired, uh, from SNL for doing all the OJ jokes.
2: Well, cause you work with big, big stars. Like you've worked with, I know you've worked with Bill Cosby.
1: Oh yeah. Bill Cosby,
0: man. He was, hes my favorite guy ever since I was young mm-hmm. and I got to open for him at this comedy thing and he was the greatest. I got to meet him and stuff. And you know, when you meet these guys, it's so like, you know, you're a shock or something, you know, cause you can't believe you're talking to this guy. And, uh, and uh, so I told him. I said, "You know, he's always funny. He has that yeah. funny way of talking." So I go, "Hey, hi, nice to meet you, Mr. Cosby." And he goes, "Like, yes, yes." You know? <laughs> yeah. And then you just laugh, you know. <laughs> and then so I go, "Oh man," I go, "You're my favorite," you know. And ever since I was a little kid, I always listened to you. You're my dad's favorite comedian ever, you know. And he goes, "Now, where is your dad from?" Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, so go, uh-huh. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Maybe I'll do him this week on the show. <laughs> so, so I tell Cosby, you know, I say, oh, my dad's from uh, Ottawa. So he turns to his buddy Ben as his manager or mm-hmm. something and he goes, Ben, isn't we, aren't the uh, Ottawa, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben goes, yes, we are uh, playing Ottawa soon. Ben understands right. I everything mean, Cosby says. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He goes, yes, Mr. Cosby, we are. Uh, we do have a, a gig in Ottawa and uh, coming up. And uh, he goes, what is your father? Give me a paper. <laughs> so he gets a paper, and he goes, here, now, write your father's name on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's funny is that Vice yeah. said, that, hey, write your father's name on the paper. Yeah, no, it's not. No. So. Uh, <laughs> So he goes, and the pen! The man needs the pen! You know? <laughs> so I get the pen and the paper, you know? So I'm writing now my father's uh, thing. And then uh, all of a sudden I realize that uh, my father's dead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, so, man.
0: Oh man. So I like, I panic, you know. I'm in this uh, situation. My dad's been dead eight, nine years, and I got the, the paper and the pen, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, I, I know Ottawa's area code, you know, so I write that, and then I'm just writing down, uh, like, random numbers, you know. <laughs> and then I go, uh, here you go, Mr. Cosby. This is my father's still alive's number here, you know. And he's like, hey, I got get up, you know. And then, <laughs> So I thought, God, man, that's a stupid thing I did, you know? And uh, then a couple weeks later, uh, I get a call, and it's Bill Cosby on the phone. And he's like, I phoned the number! (laughs) And he was so sweet, like, he'd actually phoned my father's number. Like, what a great man, you know? And he said, the man does not live with the number. (laughs) (laughs) The man answered, and not your father, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure. Because you know? <laughs> I couldn't go, oh, yeah, I forgot. He's been dead 10 years. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> so funny. Oh, my. Oh, it kills wow. me. Oh, uh, so. Wow.
1: Fast forward to comedians and cars getting coffee just a few years ago. He does another Cosby bit now this is after we now understand Oh yeah what's been going on in the in the Cosby universe so he, he he asks he asks Jerry if he thinks that this will affect Cosby's legacy which is a funny it's that's very norm the understated question with the obvious answer like do you think this will affect Cosby's yeah. legacy like oh what like him with 30 40 women that have come forward like yeah of course you know as it should. Guys, a monster, uh, but he. Pers- but not in jail. Not anymore. Served his time. So ridiculous. Well, he didn't serve Served his time, time, but on a technicality, got out. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he does this funny bit about the hypocrisy because Bill Cosby was obviously not just famous for being a comedian, but um, he had these moral platitudes. He spoke very much from a m- morality yes. standpoint about being a good Always. person, good citizen, good father, you know. And so he had built that brand for himself. While meanwhile, he was doing these heinous things, and so. Uh, he does this bit about hypocrisy and man when i watched this episode of Comedians in the cars getting coffee I was, I was i was dying i mean it was just it's vintage norm here it is now
0: do you think uh,
1: cosby's uh, legacy uh, will be
0: hurt yeah you do huh i mean there was a, a comedian Patton oswald he told me i think the worst part of the cosby thing was the hypocrisy and i disagreed <laughs> you disagree with that yeah i thought it was the raping as <laughs> my feeling, most rapists are hypocrites. You don't meet many me go. I like raping, and I, I know it's not politically correct. But by God, people go. Well, he's not being a hypocrite, and that's the worst part.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's just, of course, Norm is so smart and so biting that like you can't, you know. Yeah. I, you hear stuff like that all the time. Like, the worst part is just the hypocrisy of it all. You know, someone <laughs> says that to me. It's, I understand what they're saying. I don't stop to consider, like, that's definitely not the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, oh. my favorite, I love when there's an, like, Seinfeld obviously knows Norm MacDonald and the bits and whatnot. But, right. Whenever he, he's being interviewed by someone who doesn't really fully understand, who Norm is or what he's going to do. It just makes for the best scenario for shenanigans. I I don't have any clips of of this, of this specifically, but there was this YouTube awards show hosted Mm by uh, Jenny Slate and some YouTuber guy. I don't know. And they had Norm there, which was like, I don't know whose idea that was, but you could tell they had miscalculated how much he would hijack the dialogue and the questions he would ask. And, (laughs) um, and it, it went so far off the rails, you could tell the other co-hosts were just so upset and annoyed. And he's having the time of his life, and it's so funny. But there's a clip with Larry King after his CNN show um, where he's you know he does this Larry King, whatever, YouTube clips or whatever. And this just is great late-stage Norm, late-stage Larry. Larry mm-hmm. is clearly not getting it. And this is a great example where you're like, you're in on the joke with Norm. And the subject of the, you know, of the bit or the victim of the bit, I guess, is not, which makes for the perfect norm moment. And so uh, that's what this is here.
3: Something people don't know about you.
1: I'm a deeply closeted gay
0: guy. No kidding. Well, I'm not coming out, though. Wait a minute. What are you revealing here today? I'm, I'm not revealing anything. I'm saying I'm deeply closeted. Well, that means you're gay. Well, I wouldn't say that. Why would I say that? I'm deeply closeted. No, but I—that means you're very, very gay, but you don't want to come out. You're so closeted that I refuse to say I'm gay. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't that mean you're gay? Hey, hey, hey! Easy, buddy. <laughs> oh
2: my <God. laughs> oh, wow, oh! Wow! Wow!
1: Wow! <laughs> Absolutely kills. That is so funny to me.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. So we, we referenced earlier that, that you expect a Norm to do that, those things, you know. And Norm always wants to do the unexpected thing. And Norm, no one is more confident in their jokes, regardless of the audience response, than Norm Macdonald. Like, he knew it was funny. If he was doing yes. those bits in front Absolutely. of a, like almost any other comedian, you're going through your routine and it's, and it's bombing. You would try to adjust to get the crowd back, win him back, do crowd work, or do other jokes or other bits, like desperately try to change. Something that you know You know is going to kill, right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Or you abandon the stuff that you were going to experiment with that night because it's not working, so you go back to the stuff that'll work because you want the crowd to go. Norm was not that comic. Norm no. was confident in his material, and he delivered it the same way regardless of if the audience was hooting and hollering or if they were silent. So... Comedy Central, of course, does these big roasts, you know, often with Jeff Ross. So they're doing a roast of Bob Saget. Norm didn't want to participate, but Bob begged him to do it. And Bob's like, just Mm -hmm. do what you do, Norm. Do what everyone expects. Get up there and say a bunch of terrible things that you shouldn't say. You know, a bunch of faux pas jokes. Like, get up there and and do what you do. Mm -hmm. And I heard uh, Norm explain on a podcast that he didn't want to go up there and do what they expected. So he went up with a bunch of jokes that are not only clean for the most part, uh, are just not funny. The punchlines aren't funny. (laughs) Like, they're really dumb bits. And he commits to it and he does it for like seven minutes. Like, (laughs) so long. And you can tell how confused everyone is in the room. They're all looking at each other like, what is Norm talking about? I I recommend anyone look it up online, the Bob Saget roast with Norm MacDonald. It is so funny. And just watch Norm's response. Norm is basking in the awkwardness of what he's doing. And he loves that no one knows what's going on. So here is Norm Macdonald at the roast of Bob Saget.
0: But now we come to Bob Saget, and that's why we're all here. Bob? (laughs) Bob, you have a lot of well-wishers here tonight, and a lot of them would like you to, would like to throw you down one, (laughs) a well. They want to murder you in a well. Seems a little harsh, but... Apparently, they want to murder you in a well. It says here on this card. Now, but Bob has a beautiful face, like a flower. Yeah, cauliflower. (laughs) No offense, but... Your face looks like a cauliflower. As you can see, he has wavy hair. It's waving goodbye on account he's going bald. No, I think that, uh, that Bob should join the Ku Klux Klan, and that's not because he's racist. He's not racist. It's just that he'd look a lot better with a hood over his head on account of his face. You know, there are times when Bob has something on his mind, when he wears a hat. <laughs> Bob is not very worldly. He thinks the English Channel is a British TV station and not a body of water separating England and France.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he convinced been this for so long.
1: And he waits he waits that long between every joke. And it's just like that's I mean, obviously not like I'm not the clip I've laughed the hardest at. But what he's doing is so funny and for so long, it's it's remarkable.
2: Well, the best part is like just watching that clip, you can tell he's entertaining himself. Like he he is thoroughly enjoying what he's doing to the audience (laughs) and everyone involved.
1: Oh, there's oh, he's lo- he's basking in it. There, there's there's, yeah, there's no absolutely. Doubt. Uh, yeah. I, I have a few more clips I want to rifle through one. I mean, it's worth mentioning. We talk about SNL weekend update there. One aspect yeah. of SNL, too, that for me was a big deal was I loved the celebrity Jeopardy with um, <clears> throat> Will throat> Ferrell as Alex Trebek. And you get Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery. Right. The, the, I, the, they were the iconic duo. But he yes. played this young Burt Reynolds. <laughs> who who by the way, his he's not even doing an impression of Burt Reynolds in any way, other yeah. than he's wearing his clothes. But everything about the way he's talking and his and kids, a mustache. And a mustache, that's it really. Yeah. Yeah. And the bit in multiple skits, uh, is that he wants to be called Turd Ferguson instead of Burt Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> And it's so oh my gosh. That again, the 8 to 10 year old in me that tickled my funny the idea that he refused to respond to Burt Reynolds (laughs) and wanted to be called Turd Ferguson much to the chagrin of Alex Trebek played by Will Ferrell Uh, and so yeah we'd be remiss not to play a little bit of Turd Ferguson here so
0: Burt Reynolds that's not my (laughs) name okay Turd Ferguson yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I hate my job.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, it's so good.
2: <clears throat> is, that, that your, is that the only SNL, SNL clip you have?
1: Yeah, uh, and then the ones we played oh, earlier. God. Yeah, the weekend update. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, that just totally reminded me. My favorite, I think his best character that he ever did on SNL was Bob Dole. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Do You see Bob Dole sent out a a tweet with a photo of him paying condolences. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Bob. Yes. A hilarious Bob Dole. The thing is, is he when he got fired from doing Weekend Update, I didn't realize this. I thought he got fired from SNL altogether that same time. no, he lost the Weekend Update gig and he did it for one and a half more seasons, but he hated being in sketches. He, mm-hmm. He's like it's just not his where he's shines. He just never he just felt like he was a bad actor. He didn't do good. Now of course I find the Bob Dole stuff, the Turd Ferguson stuff, very of funny. Of course, yeah. But it just wasn't the type of comedy he was interested in doing. And so, essentially, he left. Um, it's I thought such a shame. It is a shame. I know. But uh, but he went on to do. There's these different stages of his career where he did all these different shows. Now, more recently, he's done a couple of iterations of this talk show, and I'm I'm glad that someone. Was able to get him to do this, regardless of it being backed by like a network station, and uh, eventually it became a Netflix show that they themselves were kind of embarrassed about because of the uh, the events leading up to the release of it and his press tour really went Mm -hmm. off the rails, which should not be surprising. A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) But uh, anyway, before the Netflix version of it, which is called Norm Macdonald Had a Show, he just had like Norm Macdonald Live, and I think it was on YouTube or something. I don't really know, but he'd bring on random people. And he has the, there's this clip here with Stephen Merchant. Um, And I have no idea why, like, what's, I guess Stephen Merchant, what, he was in the office. Uh, He's not a comedian, but it's just a British actor that's, yeah. He's a satirist. A satirist, there it is, yes. Yes, yeah. So he's talking to Stephen Merchant here. (laughs) This, to me, is one of the funniest and is a quintessential, like, Norm moment, a Norm story. Mm -hmm. Someone asks Norm a question. And in this case, Steve Merchant asks him uh, if he's ever met any of his like comedy idols or heroes, and was like really disappointed by that. You know, it's a question that you hear before. You know, to other famous people, it's like, you know, did you meet people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's fine question. And Norm just you know immediately starts responding, and it's it's such a Norm thing to respond to his question with (laughs) an anecdote that. (gasps) Is not only the funniest thing I've ever heard, but it's also <laughs> absolutely doesn't really answer the question at all. And he's so ready with the anecdote, and that's and the, absolutely mind-blowing. it's
2: absolutely mind blowing. It's mind blowing. There's no way he could have prepared for that. No,
1: no. That's <laughs> the, there's no. This isn't a prepared bit. And no. and he, he it's he made the funnier by all the normisms. Like he doesn't refer to the person as the actor's name, only the character's name. Even though Steve Merchant's like, "Oh, you're referring to so and so," and he just keeps he just goes right. He just keeps referring to him. In this case, it's Matlock, and uh, and then it ends in the most norm. It's such a quintessential yes. norm moment. But it's one yeah. of the ones I've appreciated the most in all these rewatches with these kind of yep. people in doing their uh, kind of memorials or in memoriams. But uh, there's no video on this one, so it's just going to be audio. But here's uh, Stephen Merchant asking him if he's ever met any of his comedy
3: idols and been disappointed. Did you ever meet one of your comedy heroes and just were devastatingly disappointed? That's not a loaded question. Well, the time I met Matlock, I I have one story. Yeah. I met Matlock in a a bookstore in LA and he's reading a big heavy book, you know. So i try to get up close. Do you know who Matlock is? Used to be Andy Griffith. He played Matlock, that wasn't his real name. Ben Matlock, White Suits. Lawyer, he's a big, yes. big, big lawyer. So he's <laughs> reading a book, you know, so I get, I don't like books no. They make me sleepy, but- You surprised me. I got close to him, and I pick up a book, you know, because yeah. I want him to notice. <laughs> and I don't know what to say, so I go, holy, f- I didn't see that f- comment, something like that, right? <laughs> And then he turns to me, and I was younger, and he said, it's nice to see a young man who uh, likes literature. And I go, I like literature, I like TV, I like lawyers, uh, you know, I like whites. And then my throat got dry, and my whole being felt like I was somewhere else. I never felt such a feeling. It was not him. It didn't even look like him. Wow. <laughs> uh. And you know what? Yeah. Stephen, I'll say this: not a day goes by I don't think about that. old man, how much I hate his. Guy. No, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. <laughs> um, I don't think we can use that
1: one on the show tonight. Sorry, edited for content. It's funnier with the language. Oh. He answers his question about meeting his comedy heroes by telling a story about how he met Matlock, big lawyer, loves white suits, in an airport bath or an airport bookstore.
3: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Wants him to see that he's reading a book, then notices it's not him, doesn't even look like him. And then caps off the story. So, so it's a story about meeting a stranger that doesn't even look like a hero. And then he says he can't see it to this day. He thinks about that effing guy, how much he hates his effing guts. <laughs>
2: So funny! Oh my gosh! Oh, oh man! So, can you oh. imagine like the type of genius it takes to pull that story out of thin air? It, I mean, was he sitting on that? Did, did he come up with that at some That's point? That's
1: the thing. Um, has, you know, he's been asked that. Possible to know? He's been asked that question before, but I, I, I get the sense he's never <clears throat> responded with that anecdote. That was the first time he no. ever used it there, which was yeah. like, did not answer the guy's question at all. At all. <laughs> it didn't even look like him. <laughs> what made you think it was him? Oh, it's so funny. Oh. I love to, he does this thing to Norm where he, he really plays the you know, the do just the doting or the yes. dumb, you know. And yeah. he was by all accounts a genius. Like a literal genius. Yeah. yeah. Apparently yeah. was so 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 smart. And mm. uh and you know, he wasn't he never talked to people like he was, you know. No. And uh, which I appreciate about him, but it also makes his comedy that much funnier, knowing it's like he's yes. he's really not dumb. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: could you imagine? Like, he's he's the funniest guy in the room. Yeah. He's the smartest guy in the room. I mean, he's the fastest guy in the room. You're never gonna. No one has ever been funnier than him in a conversation, or in some in any sort of TV or interview oh, yeah. um, scenario he's the funniest person on the screen the funniest
1: which is why it was must see TV if he was ever on Letterman Conan Larry King live he's someone that made the ill-advised decision of having him host a red carpet thing you gotta watch it you know
2: yes exactly and I'm trying to even think is there is there another person that is that I mean that is known for their uh, appearances on late night yeah more than the actual work that they've done
1: oh sure Uh, yeah I yeah because that is, right, outside – it's it's really Weekend Update and his appearance is on talk shows. And I don't think there's anyone yeah. – one, people aren't watching late-night shows like they used to, right? That was standard no. nightly viewing. Uh, it's not that way anymore. But I don't think there's anyone that, like, is known for the talk show circuit.
2: No, that's like an old-school thing. Like, that's an old-school TV thing. Yeah. He might be the last of it.
1: Meanwhile, he was never promoting something. Like, I mean, I'm sure he was supposed <laughs> no, exactly. to be. He was supposed to be, but yeah. he never was. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah, just exactly. there to do bits. Now you see people and it's always because of, uh, naturally they're promoting a movie or sure. a thing or a book sure. or whatever.
2: Uh, well, you, or you have like Jimmy Kimmel and doing a bit with Matt Damon yeah, or something. Yeah, or uh, yes. Jimmy Fallon doing a bit with uh, President Trump.
1: Right, um, yes. Like people that are good friends outside of their show. Yes, people <laughs> that are very close. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Norm. Dude, we just slay. On these themes. One of a kind. Every, truly a
2: yeah. truly one of a kind. So,
1: you have Letterman that you know I'm a, I'm a, not that you have to pick one, but like I was Conan is my guy. I was raised in an, sure, like when same. Co- you know, yeah. no one was funnier than, than Conan on late night for late night hosts. Mm-hmm. Um and so, but like there is this a uh, group of comedians, people that really revere Letterman. I wasn't raised with his version of the late night with Letterman before he got the late show on CBS, and so I, I don't. You know, I like Letterman, fine, but I didn't. wasn't really raised with him. I actually went to a Letterman taping when we lived in New York City for a summer with nice. Tom Hanks as a guest, and it was really going into the um, that theater, what the Ed uh, what is it Ed Sullivan. Uh, Ed Sullivan Theater. There you go. Uh, it was it was really amazing just to go in as this, you know, it's like this institution and seeing Letterman mm-hmm. do his thing and just the whole experience of them, like, how you're warmed up as a crowd even while you're waiting in line by all the interns and they go through all these clapping exercises and cheering exercises right. and then you get in the room and then they have a warm-up act like a comedian and then Letterman comes out and does the thing, you know, and, and they want to make sure they tell you over and over and over again, laugh at everything. You need to laugh mm-hmm. at every single moment and, you know, you have to have that for the broadcast. But anyway, my point is it's it's fascinating just to see that well-oiled machine. And with Letterman, an icon in late night, coming to a close of a, a long, illustrious career, he chooses to end his final broadcast, his final show, with Norm MacDonald doing stand-up. Now, Norm was first time ever doing stand-up on TV was for on Letterman's show. But he didn't do this for poetry's sake for for Norm. Letterman did it because he thinks Norm's the funniest person on the planet, right? Right, exactly. And um, this is the last clip I have to play. And this was, yeah, again, when Letterman did his last show, I don't know when that was, five years ago or something. And it's the only time I've seen Norm get truly sentimental. He's He wasn't, you know, I'm sure he's uh, he has some sentimentality, but definitely in his comedy, that was not a hallmark was sentimentality. Yeah. No and you see him he does, the first part of the clip you'll see he's doing some bits and funny jokes about Germany and then he gets sentimental about what Letterman means to him he gave him his big break but he also really looked up to him and uh, so I think it's the appropriate one to end on because you, you start you see beyond the, the comedic facade into the, the person of who he was how caring and loving of a person he, he, he really was and so it's, a, uh, it's like a two to three minute clip here so it's a little bit, a little bit of a longer one but it is the, the last one There is one country that
0: worries me though, not Iraq, not Iran, not North Korea, the only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but uh, (laughs) in the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war and uh, who did they go to war with? THE WORLD! (laughs) That had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. (laughs) Then about, then about 30 years pass, and uh, Germany decides again to go to war, and again it chooses as its enemy the world. <laughs> <laughs> and this time they have that guy Schrankley, Crankley, that guy. And I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name, but I think you know I'm talking. But you'd think at that point the world would go, listen, Germany, here's the deal. You don't have to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. <laughs> I mean, what, do you, what do you think, you're Mars or something? <laughs> so anyways, I'd just like to say, I know that uh, Mr. Letterman is... Uh, 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 not for the mockish and uh, he has uh, He has no truck for the sentimental, but if something is true, it is not sentimental and I say in truth I love you Oh my god Very funny, Norm. Yeah, and yeah. thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Norm McDonald, ladies and gentlemen. That was very sweet, Norm. Oh,
2: thank you. Good night, everybody.
1: Oh, man. I'm getting misty eyed over here.
2: Uh, I know, man. That's. Cr- oh, God. It's so sad, man. Honestly, to lose that dude is just. It's heartbreaking. Truly is. And it's like. It. uh... Just out of nowhere is really what gets me. It's I wasn't just, prepared like, for, for him. It, man. No, 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 no. I mean, young, young. 61. I think what, he was 61. Yeah. It's That's young. It's crazy. It's really crazy. crazy.
1: Imagine so. battling nine years not of cancer, right? I know. I, I joked with you and Skylar about how, like, <laughs> I want to believe I'm the type of man who could do that, who gets that diagnosis, battles it out, doesn't say a word to anyone. Because really... And this was his, you know, his logic from what I understand of what he has said on the topic generally is that people know that you have a debilitating or potentially terminal disease like cancer. They will start treating you different, usually better. Right. But they're thinking of you as someone who doesn't have long to live or needs help Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. He didn't want anyone to think anything about him other than the fact that he was funny and or that they wanted him to make them laugh. Right. Like he didn't want anyone treating many different. He did just didn't say a word about it. Yeah, now, I I look I I joked that the, I want to be that person but I the second I get the diagnosis like literally 30 seconds later I'm texting you guys like That's I got exactly. cancer and it's We're putting bad. I a it's video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need some help, boys.
2: Um. <laughs> well, I think it just speaks to the fact that he ultimately was a performer. Yes. Um, like he he understood there's a delineation between the the character the performer, Norm Macdonald, and the human, yeah. the human being, the man, yeah. Norm Macdonald, the family man. Um, and he he just didn't cross that line. You know, when people were looking, he was a performer. And when he was off stage, he was Norm Macdonald, just the, the regular guy from, uh, or was he from Toronto? Yeah, Northern? from
1: yeah, Ottawa. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, he's from Ottawa, okay. Um, yeah, so it, it's just, it, it takes a special person to really be able to flip that switch and never have the desire to cross the two again. That's a very old school mentality. Um, he was he was really a throwback type of character. So
1: yeah. Um, well, look, I, I'm not going to play the cameo clip uh, that he sent me. Um, I, I'm gonna. I wanted to pretend like I'm just going to keep that for me, but I've posted on social multiple times. That I've been very yeah, very open yeah. about. <laughs> but in, in those little cameo clips, which you know he very briefly he was on cameo. Uh, yeah. Shortly after I got what my message from him, he was no longer, it wasn't open to do cameos. So I don't know how many he did in total, but it couldn't have been very many. No. And um, in the message, it's just, he opens up talk because it's for my birthday. And this is two years ago, so it was my 32nd birthday. Now, one thing about Norm that I, I honestly didn't know whether it was a bit or not, but he talked a lot uh, in his later stages of his life about being a devout Christian. And yes. it's hard to associate because he's very irreverent in his humor. So you're like, okay, it's a bit. Mm-hmm. Norm's always doing a bit. There's no way that he's like a devout Christian. No, actually he was. Like by mm-hmm. all accounts, he actually was a believing, you know. Uh, now he'd be the first one to say that he's, he fails at being devout, I'm sure, all those things. But the reality is is he, he he's certainly what we'd categorize as a believing Christian. And so he opens up with a, this... With a funny remark, like these cameos are just like, happy birthday. Hey, look at me. It's Norm MacDonald. Hope you have a good day. You know, like that's generally what they are. Right. They're quick little 30 seconds now. And you can say a couple of things like what you want them to talk about. Right. And so uh, he leads with saying, you know, happy 32nd birthday. And he goes, ah, 32. Next year, you'll be 33, which is the age that Jesus Christ of Nazareth died. (laughs) And then he stops. He just stops for a beat. And he goes, anyway, uh, your wife, Lindsay, wanted me to wish you, you know, and he, he gets, but he leads with a bit. That's like, it's classic norm, which is touch a topic that it's like really sacred, literally sacred. Yes. Yeah. He has no idea. My, he has no idea that I happen to be a, someone also a faith, but like uh-huh. it's it, the idea that he would touch on something that's that irreverent, you know, like comparing me in that funny. case, like next year you're going to be the same as Jesus when he died. Like, it's just the most right, norm right. thing, even though he is a, you know, it's like him himself as a Christian. The humor is in touching broaching that topic in that way yeah, uh, right not right. not that it's like sacrilege right and it, it i just right. i i la- i just started laughing so i like of course norm would make a, a, a joke like that and then he proceeds yeah. to of course guarantee me that the kings are going to make the playoffs <laughs> and uh and in my heart they did well that's
2: the other thing he was a huge yeah. sports fan
1: yeah well and gambler
2: but yeah yeah yeah,
1: well, enormous. That was I
2: choose to believe that was a bullet. That was a bit. Yeah, it was
1: a bit. He says he lost all in his autobiography. He lost everything, all of his money, three different times. Uh, <laughs> again, probably a bit. Who uh, let's just pretend like it is. But yeah, he he loved sports, and it was funny yes. when he talked to Kings. He like knew the record of the team, mm-hmm. and he knew at that point in the season who the potential matchups were. If like the play, like because they were like sitting right at the eight, seven, or eight seed, and so he's talking about them, the potential matchup between the Warriors. I'm like, oh, he knows. Where the kings are in the standings, like that's how much yeah. this guy follows sports, uh, and then and then he closes, of course, with an OJ joke, and jokes that um, OJ, Perfect. I shouldn't worry about OJ, you know OJ's murdering days being over. He goes, because OJ's not a murderer; he was found not guilty by a jury of his peers, and <laughs> the only thing that he thinks OJ's guilty of is being the best running back to ever touch the turf. Like, <laughs> I the fact that I have a clip of of <laughs> freaking Norm Macdonald talking to me about oj simpson that's that's yeah. all i could that's again a it's clip perfect. i will cherish for the rest of my yeah. life truly funny stuff
2: yeah amazing amazing Gonna miss him. amazing human being uh by all accounts amazing man as well and uh he will be missed by an entire planet let's yeah. be honest like there's there isn't a country um with tv at least uh, that that didn't um that he didn't touch. In Absolutely. Some way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna miss the guy for sure. And I hope, I hope yeah.
1: these clips gave something for people to laugh along with. There's so many. I'll tell you, man, there's when, a lot more out there. When the oh, there's so many more. It's a rabbit hole that I've fallen down many times, yeah. and it is a fun welcome rabbit hole. Uh,
2: look, What's that channel on YouTube that you? you
1: I'm not Norm. About? There's a YouTube channel called yeah. I'm Not Norm, and it's been around for a while. It's wherever I would go for all my Norm content, and whoever runs the channel apparently not norm. Although not there's norm. lots of mm-hmm. conspiracy theories on Reddit about how, how, it, like, how it'd be funny if it really was norm. Um, yeah. but, uh, there's a lot of good compilations there. And, uh, I, I, recommend you checking it out or, you know, going down any, any YouTube rabbit hole. I, I had so many people sending me clips, uh, the minute the news broke. And a lot of people knew from the cameo I'd shared a couple years ago that norm meant a lot to me. And so a lot of people were sharing more than any other, um, passing of a celebrity uh, especially yeah. comedians where you have clips i i just so many clips were being shared and there's yeah. everyone had a different favorite funniest norm moment and and that's what i love about it is the man just was hilarious like top yeah. to bottom front and to he back. never
2: stopped being funny never like, that's just really what blows my mind it's like a lot of these guys that get older yeah and, you know they decide that they have to change eddie murphy um yeah. either with the times or or you know whatever, but just Norm never stopped. He just never, never stopped, stopped, stopped trying to make people laugh. So Yeah. I really appreciate it. And that. a
1: lot of comedians talk, like lesser known comedians, we talked about how, um, how sweet he was, how kind he was and how mm-hmm. helpful. He'd reach mm-hmm. out to people that were not famous, but were trying to get in and send them words of encouragement, get on a phone call with them. You know, uh, he was a very caring person, truly just sounds like a really good person. So uh, yeah. I, like I said, I hope people get joy out of this pod from listening to those clips. But uh, we should wrap it up here over an hour. Um, rest in peace to the greatest of Can all I time, miss you, Norm. the funniest person, yeah. maybe quite the possibly the funniest person to ever walk the planet, Norm Macdonald. Um, we'll be back on a future pod once you watch the Card Counter, Paul Schrader's new film. Uh, oh yeah it's on the list and i know you're we'll, we'll anxious be watching it shortly uh sean chi also i know that you're you've been excited to see that one i've seen it already so we'll review mm. it. no not you're not gonna be catching that one okay but no. well, we are gonna catch the card card counter i've got a lot to say and i'm sure you will too uh can't wait i don't think a lot of people are seeing it so um yeah we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll need to talk about if it. if you go if you
2: base uh, if you base anything by the box office results yeah so not too many folks have seen the card counter. Yeah,
1: i don't know that paul schrader is for the masses but that way i mean he's for mass he's for me though yeah okay he's yeah. for me <laughs> yeah all right aaron well thanks for letting me uh talk norm with you and enjoy those clips i appreciate your your insight and your input and that. Uh, always i know you, he means just as much to you as he does to me so. absolutely
2: no question
1: all right have a good night all
2: right buddy see ya Thank you for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts.